Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Beginnings. Beginnings is a spiritual foundations series. It is a 12-week journey in which we are tackling some of the basic disciplines and some of the time-proven ways in which we can grow spiritually. And I am so thankful you're joining us on this journey. Hopefully you've been with us from the beginning, but if this is your first tune in, you should be okay because each one of these stands alone. It's an independent lesson that can help us understand more about our spiritual growth and the disciplines that the Christian faith is all about. Well, we turn on this week's edition of Beginnings to what I'm going to say, and I know you shouldn't have favorites, just like you shouldn't have favorites in your your kiddos, but uh, of all the disciplines, just between you and me, this is my favorite. I absolutely am in love with Bible study. Now, some people like it. Some people fear it. Some people don't understand it. Some people don't appreciate it. Others are just absolutely over-the-top studiers. doesn't matter where you come from. As a believer, we know that the Bible is called the Word of God because it is the communication directly from the hand of God through those who are inspired by the Holy Spirit. We have the very words of God in our hand. And we've heard all the little cliches. Bible stands for basic instructions before leaving earth, uh, or it is God's love letter to humanity. I don't know what you call it, but let me just summarize this for you. It is God's plan, God's mind, and God's heart put on paper because he wants you to know. And if God gave us a gift like that, man, we should be in that. The importance of Bible study uh, is seen in so many ways. First of all, it's been a bestseller. I mean, the bestseller year after year after year. If you run the real numbers, they don't even put the Bible in the same category uh, as the other books that they're putting on the list because there are just so many Bibles that are sold. People are still interested. People are still giving them. People are still receiving them. It is the all-time number one bestseller. And so, even if you don't appreciate Christianity, even if uh, the Bible isn't your thing, man, if you want to know what the rest of the world is talking about, you probably ought to have a clue. Next, it's a life changer. If you'll go through history, you will see person after person who can testify to the fact that God's Word somehow changed their thinking, their mindset. Whole countries have been uh, moved and persuaded by God's Word. It is an absolute life changer. And if you're a spiritual person, You'll also acknowledge that the Bible is spiritually powerful. It says that in the book of Hebrews that the word is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, that it, uh, that it divides both joint and marrow. The reality is that there is power in this book. There's truth in all kinds of books. But the truth in the Bible is a living, God-breathed truth. The difference between you and an animal, let's say the difference between you and a gorilla, well, it's not opposable thumbs. Uh, it's not strength. Uh, it's not even wisdom. Because let's be honest, in all three of those categories, we can we can get beat sometimes uh, by by what we see in the created order. The difference between us and all of humanity is that when God created humans, He breathed the breath of life into us. Well, if you'll read Second Timothy three sixteen and seventeen, it says all Scripture is breathed out by God. So one of the things that makes the Bible so important is that it is different from all other books of truth. There's truth in algebra, truth in geography. It's just no one really cares. Uh, but the truth of the Bible is a living truth. It is a powerful truth that can change your life. Now, there are some roadblocks, and I understand there are some of us who have uh, really tried and maybe fallen down uh, and and 
reading the Bible would be a second, third, fourth, fifth, fiftieth effort for us. Well, keep at it. Let me talk to you about some of those issues. One of the issues or roadblocks to Bible study is that we struggle with not being able to understand it. I hear this all the time. I just don't understand the Bible. Well, I would ask you to check real quick, what version of the scripture are you reading? A good chunk of the time when somebody says they can't understand the Bible, they're reading an older version, maybe a King James version, has some these and thous and some language we don't understand. Let me encourage you, if that's your family Bible, love it, cherish it, put it on a stand in the middle of your house and, you know, pat it every time you walk by, whatever you got to do, cherish it, but put it down and pick up a copy in a translation that you can understand. God gave that in the 16th century so that those folks could understand his word. And he's given words to us here in the 2000s because he wants us to understand it as well. There are a couple of standards that uh, Bible translations use. There are those that translate thought for thought or word for word. So some translations just look at the thought in the original language and what were they getting at, and then they will try and translate the passage to get the most accurate thought. Others will translate word for word, meaning they will take each word in Greek and find an equivalent English word. Now, thought for thought is going to be easier to read, but word for word is going to be slightly more accurate. Which one's better? Well, it's whichever one's easiest for you to read. Whichever one will cause you to be in the Word is going to be the one that I would choose. Now, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about here. The probably easiest and the one I would recommend the most for those who are uh, really wanting to get in and, uh, and wanting to uh, get started, but it's always been a daunting task for you, is this. Go with the thought-for-thought thought translation of the New Living Translation. It's extremely accurate. It's very good and very readable. Maybe you want to get a little bit closer to the text, a little more academic, but you still don't want to go all the way to a word-for-word. Another thought-for-thought, kind of middle of the road, is the New International Version. I teach out of it. I love it. I think it's it's a good version of Scripture. However, the one that I use most often, it is a word-for-word translation. It's a little more difficult to understand, but I appreciate it for my study purposes, is the English Standard Version. Now, these three, pick those. There's also the Holman Christian Standard. I know some people who read the message almost exclusively, which is a a paraphrase. Uh, There are all kinds of good things. The most important thing is that you get a translation and you get in. Don't let that be a roadblock. Don't say, I don't understand, so I'm just not going to try it. There are ways to understand. There are great translations. Let me encourage you, go online to one of those Bible, um, uh, Bible websites, Bible Gateway or, or Crosswalk or uh, Biblia, um, and, and, and look at different translations. You don't even have to purchase one to try them out and see which ones you like the best. Next, some people say, I, I don't even, next roadblock is, I don't even know where to start. Well, I, that's, that's a good, good question because the Bible is a big book and, and knowing where to begin is difficult. I would not begin in like Leviticus. I'd, I'd avoid that until you've been in the Bible for a few years. Uh, I've been in the Bible for a couple of decades and I still avoid Leviticus. I'm, I'm kidding. It's, it's a great book, but it's, it's, it's harder to understand. Uh, I, I wouldn't bounce around in any of the Old Testament prophets right away. If you want to know where to begin, I'd begin in the Gospels. And if you were want me to pick one for you, I would say John. John is a great place to start to get the, the whole picture of what the story of Scripture is all about. The Old Testament points to Jesus. All the teaching of the New Testament points back at Jesus. So one of the stories of Jesus, Matthew, Mark, 
Luke or John, I'd start in John. And don't forget, uh, at Crosspoint, we provide you, if you don't know where to begin, we provide you six daily readings a week that point towards the next weekend's message. So if you wanted to check that out, it's uh, in our online app, it's uh, in our weekly bulletin, and we'd be glad to get you connected and, and know how to get going. And finally, there's a third roadblock. Some people say it's too hard. Others say they don't know how to start or where to start. The third is this. People just say, okay, I got the time. I got the desire. I don't know what to do. I mean, I open it up. It's just so overwhelming. What do I do? That's why I'm glad you've joined us here for this edition of Beginnings. Let me give you, in a nutshell, some encouragement. Number one, no one is smart enough to understand the mind of God. But we have been given his Holy Spirit so that when we read his word, his Holy Spirit is the one who's going to help us understand that. So you don't have to have uh, an education, an understanding of classic literature. You don't have to have any of that. You just have to have a desire and God's Holy Spirit who's going to help you understand. So be encouraged. And next, let me talk to you about reading the Bible the way the Bible says it should be read. Yep. That's what I said. The Bible says that it should be read. I call it reading it right. And to me, it's the equivalent of finding the legend to a map. Now, what am I talking about? If you've ever looked at a map and it had some colors or some lines, you go, what is this mess? In the corner, you're going to find a little box, and it has a way to kind of translate all of that. Oh, dotted lines mean this. Oh, yellow means this. Oh, red means that. And that way you can go back, and now the map makes sense because you found the legend. I believe there's a passage of scripture that is the legend to the map of the Bible. It tells you how to read it. In 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, yep, the verse I've already referenced, the first couple words. Let me read the whole thing to you and and see if you don't see what I'm talking about. I believe it is the legend to the map. It says, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Now, we already talked about that first part. All scripture is breathed out. That means the Bible is different. It has got the very breath of God in it. It is a spiritual book. But then it goes on to say, and it's profitable. The word profitable can also be translated useful. So that's what we really want. When we read the Bible, we want to know what we do with it. What's it useful for? And it gives four things, teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness. Now, in reading it right, this Bible study method, we've taken those four concepts and we've turned them into four simple terms summarize, expose, change, and prepare. So teaching is summarize, reproof is expose, correction is change, and training in righteousness is prepare. So now, if that's really the legend to the map, all you have to do is sit down and read a passage of Scripture from Genesis to Revelation and then run it through this filter to understand what the uses are that God wants you to get. So we summarize. Now, what is that? That is to simply say, what is, what is what I just read in a nutshell? How do I put everything together? What do I do to, to, to summarize this? If I had to explain this to a grade schooler in one to two sentences, everything I just read, what would I say? And we summarize it. Next, we move to expose. Now that I've summarized this, what does this say about me? How, how do I apply this passage to my life? Because everything I read in God's Word says something about who I am. It either affirms who I am and what I'm doing, or it challenges me to change and to become more like God. So what does it expose in my life? And once we've seen what it exposes, here's the third one, change. Now that I've seen what it exposed, what needs to happen? What's the next step for me? What do I need to change in my life to line up with this passage and be more like God wants me to be? And finally, prepare. If I make this change, 
What will that prepare me for? How will that take me down the road and get me ready for something else? So what do we do? We summarize, expose, change, and prepare. Now, any passage in the Bible that we read, we have the legend to the map so that we know what God wants us to get out of that. Let's practice real quick. Just real quick. Let's take an Old Testament story that almost everybody knows. We all know David and Goliath, right? What a great story. You've got this giant, nine and a half feet tall, head like a watermelon. He's wearing a suit of armor that weighs 125 pounds, probably weighed as much as David did, who was a spindly little boy. And we know this because when Goliath called him out, he said, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? He was calling him stick boy, man. It's this great story. And David comes racing after him and he's got, you know, five stones and a slingshot and Goliath's running at him. It's this great drama. And he hits him with a slingshot. One stone sinks deep into his forehead. Boom! Drops the giant. David goes over, cuts off the head of this beast of a man and chases the army back. So you get this preteen who beats a gigantic warrior with a slingshot and then chases the entire army out of God's territory. It's a great story, right? We all know the story. So let's summarize it. God used a small boy to defeat an entire army. It's one way to summarize it. Others, God used the weak to defeat the strong. It's another way to summarize it. However you want to summarize that and just put it in a sentence or two, that's the baseline. That's your foundation. And once we have that, let's let's use this one. God used a faithful young man to defeat an entire enemy army. Okay, very good. Now that's our summarize. So what does that expose? I can tell you in my own personal life, if God can use a small boy, a young man, to defeat an entire army, then there are some things in my life that I'm afraid of approaching or handling that are just silly. If our God can do that, then I could name you some things. Maybe it's my finance, or maybe it's having that difficult conversation with somebody, and it exposes that I'm afraid of something with really no reason to be afraid. So what then needs to change? Well, I need to pick up the phone today. I need to pray about it and then pick up the phone and make that phone call today. Or I need to write that letter and join. Or I need to get out in that program and and volunteer. Whatever it is that was exposed, today is the day. Not next week, not a month down the road, but today. I read this today. God challenged me today. It's time to move. I'm going to make a change. And finally, prepare. What will this prepare me for if I do this? If I do this today, I'll be less afraid tomorrow. I'll begin to start living my Christian life with boldness and with courage. And this simple act today might lead to a domino effect of me living a more courageous and bold Christian life. You see how easy that is? We summarize, expose, change, and prepare. You can read any passage you want in the entirety of Scripture and know because God has given you the legend to the map how to read his word. So get a translation you can understand. Find a place to carve out in your schedule and a place in your home or a place at work that you can be alone and do this on a regular basis and get in the word. Summarize, expose, change, and prepare. Now, I'm not going to leave you alone with just this. We have plenty of resources for you. There is actually a website, www.readingitright.com. Yep, readingitright.com. And you can go there and kind of get a basic primer again in what we've just talked about here, but maybe you're a visual learner and you need to see it. You can also download a free quick study card that has the entire principle of reading it right on it. It has a little bit of background and it even has um, 
some key questions to help you process through summarize, expose, change, and prepare. But what I'd really like to encourage you to do, if you have a, a couple of dollars and, and the resources to do it, we have a way for you to really invest in this. There's a book called Reading It Right. Now, half of the book is teaching and training. It's going to go much more in-depth on the things we just shared in this podcast. But the other half of the book, and this is where it's very valuable, is a journal. And it has places for you to record, summarize, expose, change, and prepare. It has some note-taking and some prayer uh, place, uh, a prayer place for you. And what it will do is it will help you develop a habit. It will help you get into this habit. With those references right there in hand and the space to write it down, you'll become a Bible student that will no longer be intimidated by Scripture or overwhelmed. Also, don't forget that uh, we provide weekly reading lists for you to be on track with what we're doing here at Crosspoint. Or if you want to do something outside of that, look at the links in uh, the email that accompanies this podcast. If you're getting that, uh, then you'll be able to see that we're recommending YouVersion version or Bible Gateway, any number of different places, and they'll all have reading programs for you. Whatever you do, do something. Start something. Make this a beginning in your life. God's Word is God's Word, and we need it as nourishment for our soul and a blessing for the ages to come. Would you please Carve out in your schedule some time to develop this discipline. It won't be easy the first time. It won't be easy the second time. But bit by bit, moment by moment, you'll become a Bible student, and God will start speaking to you and through you in amazing ways. Thank you so much for being a part of this fundamental, foundational series called Beginnings. We're looking forward to you growing and us growing with you, and we will be back next week for even more. We'll see you on the next edition of Beginnings.